About five years ago, my husband Sean and I were struggling to pay our mortgage after he'd been forced to change jobs and I'd taken time off work to have our first child. His new position in the finance division of a major company paid a lot less than his last job and we were going to the wall financially. It looked as if we were going to have to go to my parents for a big loan to make sure we didn't lose our dream house and end up on the streets. Eventually, after six months of working himself nearly to death, a much better job came up in Sean's division. The salary and bonuses he would earn from the promotion would set us up for years and not only pay for the house, but allow us a holiday and a few luxuries as well. I can't underestimate how much we needed Sean to get that job. He was good enough and worked hard enough, but the fact that he wasn't senior in the company might count against him. A couple of weeks after the position was advertised and after Sean had written an excellent application that he had submitted to his boss, I found myself dragged along to a night out with the families of his co-workers. As the boys from the office let their hair down to celebrate the end of the financial year, we girls joined in as well. I hadn't had a night out since my child was born, and I guess I went a little over the top with my drinking. As the night wore on and my husband, a little worse for wear, retreated to a couch with a few of his mates to keep on drinking, I felt a hand across my back and looked up to see the head of Sean's division standing behind me. He leant down and whispered in my ear. He said, You're a beautiful woman. I didn't even know what to say. I didn't know if he was serious. So I giggled a little. He leant in again and kept whispering, Kirsty, I know that you and Sean are having problems. I can help. I asked how, and he said, They've chosen somebody else for the new position, but I can choose whoever I like and I can pick him. I stayed silent, waiting to see what deal he would make me. His hand became a little heavier on the small of my back, and he continued, I've been looking at you all night. I want to make love to you. I turned to tell him where to go, and he interrupted me. Don't say no yet. Just think about what this job means to Sean. One night with me, and you're set. Think about it. And he walked away. I stood for a few seconds trying to gather my thoughts and dissect what had just happened to me. Eventually, I dragged Sean home, but having sobered up upon hearing Tom's proposal, I had a sleepless night lying next to him, wondering if long-term financial security was enough to betray my husband for. Was it even betrayal? It was for him as well. The next few days were spent discussing the state of our mortgage and how we needed him to get the job to save the house. How could I tell him that there was no way he was going to get it unless I gave myself for him? I knew that there was only one thing I could do. One day when Sean had left for work, I went through his address book and found Tom's mobile number. I called him and said that I would give him what he wanted in exchange for Sean's promotion. He called me back a few minutes later and gave me the address of a motel where we would meet. For the next hour, I let this middle-aged man use my body as he liked on the promise that he would hold up his end of the bargain. We left the motel, and I sat in my car for another hour crying. Had I done the right thing? Would I be double-crossed? A few minutes after I eventually managed to start my car and drive towards home, my phone rang. It was Sean. I couldn't bear to speak to him, so I let it ring out and continued to drive. 
It rang again and I ignored it again. It was only the third time that it rang when I answered it. He breathlessly told me that he'd been chosen and would start his new job on Monday. We had been saved. I cried again. They were tears of joy with a lot of bitterness and regret mixed in. We were saved, but at what price? Sean has since proven to be one of the best employees that the company has. He's earned bonuses that he never would have had in his old role and looks set to be promoted again. But every time he proudly talks to me about his work and how successful he is, I have to look away in shame because I can never reveal the terrible secret about how he came to be there in the first place. If you also have such experiences in the past, you can share it in the comment section below. Hit the like button if you liked my story and subscribe to this channel to watch more such videos in the future. Hi, I'm Chloe, and today I'm going to express the painful truth I've been carrying for so long. It's about me and my younger sister Anna. Anna was born when I was four years old. She was really cute, and for me, she was a new mate to play with. I loved her, tickled her, and played with her all the time. As soon as I got home after school, I would sit with Anna and tell her story after story about my entire day. Everything was good back then. As Anna grew up though, we all started noticing abnormalities in Anna. Yes, during my mom's pregnancy, the gynecologist had informed my parents that Anna would be different and not like other babies. My mom was against abortion and so she decided to deliver Anna. On Anna's third birthday, we were all busy with the party preparations. I was blowing balloons and my father was putting them up on the walls. My mom was looking after Anna when my granny arrived. Mom got so excited when she saw granny that in her rush to greet her, she ran down the stairs, forgetting she was carrying Anna. Then mom slipped on the staircase and fell badly on the floor. Mom and Anna were both injured and immediately admitted to the hospital. My dad was a wreck and Granny tried to console him. I just prayed to God to make the situation better. We all waited for the doctor outside the emergency room. He eventually came out and said that my mom and Anna were safe, but that Anna's abnormality put her in danger. The doctor informed my parents that they had to be very careful in how they raised Anna. Any further injury could result in her death or falling into a coma. Her senses and nerves had become weaker. From then on, everyone in the house was preoccupied with looking after Anna. My parents had no time to talk to me. Even though somehow I got space from them, Anna never kept quiet. I felt that everyone was forgetting me. There was a time when only one voice was heard. Chloe, 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 Chloe. But now, it was Anna, 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 Anna. She was the cherry of their cupcake now. Before, I got what I wanted without question. But now, my wishes had become an unnecessary demand and burden. All my friends had three-wheeled bikes they used to ride to the park. Whenever I visited the park with Granny, they teased me because I always came on foot, walking. My Granny was not financially stable, so my useless wants were difficult for her to fulfill. 
So I asked my parents for a three-wheel bike. But as usual, the answer was a big fat no. I got upset. I stopped eating food. I stopped talking to everyone. Seeing me so upset, my mom and dad felt bad and decided to buy a three-wheel bike for me the following month. But my bad luck persisted, and Anna went through mental trauma. She was not behaving normally, just kept on shaking and banging her head. And so she was admitted to the hospital again, and this time she was there for a fortnight, and my dad got a huge bill. As a result, buying a three-wheel bike was not important anymore. Days passed by, and then it was my tenth birthday, and my parents refused any kind of party. I remembered my fifth birthday. I had wanted to celebrate it with family and friends at home, and my parents actually organized it. Anna was just a year old when my fifth birthday was celebrated. My birthday party was full of entertainment and acts. It was a magic show, dancing, juggling, even a comedy show, and that's not all. Because it was my fifth birthday, I received five gifts each from mom, dad, and granny. What an amazing birthday it was! But after Anna's third birthday tragedy, no celebration ever took place at home, and now even my tenth birthday would be an ordinary day. I wanted my tenth birthday to be celebrated in a grand way, but my parents refused. I was very sad. I cried. I shouted. I started throwing tantrums. But as usual, my parents were more interested in their younger daughter, and they just scolded me. I had always resented Anna for stealing the happiness I had with my parents. But that day, I actually hated her. On the day of my birthday, unexpectedly, my parents didn't buy me a cake, nor did they give me a present. They didn't even wish me. I was red with anger, and just left home without informing anyone. And surprisingly, my parents didn't bother calling me, nor did anyone wait for me or shout at me for coming home at such a late hour. I planned to move out for further studies. I went to Oxford, leaving everyone behind. My parents often called me. Sometimes I called them back, but we never met. On my 18th birthday, I saw my parents standing outside my university. I was happy to see them, but my happiness turned into sadness when I saw Anna with them, my so-called sister, who was 12 years old. They wished me and asked me to come home with them, but I couldn't make up my mind. Then Anna came, and she insisted a lot. Although I hated her. I don't know why I eventually agreed and went back home with them. All the way, I was silent. I had no words to say. No, that's not it. I just didn't want to say anything. Finally, we reached home, and as I came out of the car, I saw Granny. Granny welcomed me, wished me happy birthday, and we all went inside together. As I entered, I saw the house had been nicely decorated, and there were people there. Including some of my school friends, I was clueless and trying to figure out what was happening. And then I heard a loud chorus: "Happy birthday!" Oh yes, 
That was a grand birthday party, thrown and all organized by my younger sister Anna. When I left home and went to Oxford, Anna always asked about me. When she was eleven years old, Granny told her the whole story. Though Anna was not normal and used to behave as a kid much younger than her actual age, she understood that I left home because of her. And because the grand party I had wanted so badly was never thrown, so with the help of Granny, she planned and organized a grand party to get me back. I feel like such a stupid girl for never trying to understand my parents' problems, and for not realizing that my sister needs me. I was so selfish, and I truly regret it. I apologize to my parents. And now we all live happily together, and I don't hate my sister anymore. I just love her and my parents. If you've also had experiences like this in the past, you can share it in the comments section below. Hit the like button if you like my story, and subscribe to this channel to watch more videos like this in the future. Hello there, my name's Andrew. And I'm 18 years old. I'm fair, smart, and loved by everyone in my college. Girls have a crush on me. During my school days, I was popular for being a topper in studies and other curricular activities. In my list of friends, the number of girls was more as compared to boys. I was sincere in studies during my school hours. After school, I used to go to football practice and then hang around with my friends. Before the day would end. I would return back to my home and join my parents for dinner. From all of my friends, there was one of my girlfriends named Macy, who was very close to me. After dinner, I would daily talk to her. We'd keep chatting and talking late hours until midnight. My life was happening, and it was full-on busy. Years passed by, and I was promoted to class tenth. All my teachers had good expectations of me, as I was giving most of my time to my studies. Lecture after lecture, I kept on studying. I even started skipping my lunch breaks. I was very serious for my tenth examinations, and so after school, I started sitting in my school library for studying, skipping my football practice. This continued for a few months. One day, I was parking my bicycle, and a guy came to me and asked, "Do you know Macy?" I was watching him confused and wondering why he was asking me about Macy, and how does he know her? I replied, "Yes, I know her, but..." Who are you to ask me all these questions? He said that he was her brother. Brother? Macy has a brother? But I don't remember Macy having any brother. She never told me about her brother. He kept on talking about her, and said she's suffering from some disease. That she's hospitalized and treatment is ongoing. Finally, he uttered that Macy is sick and will not be coming back to school. I decided to meet Macy after school, but by the end of the day, I forget that I have to meet Macy. I reached home and found no one there. I was very hungry, so I immediately rushed to the kitchen to get something to eat. But I found nothing, and finally ended up eating cornflakes with milk. I was tired with too many lectures that day. Then I went to my room, freshened up, and jumped straight to the bed to sleep. After some time, my mobile phone started ringing. I received a call, and guess who it was talking on the other side? Hey, I'm Macy's brother. You were supposed to visit the hospital today. Macy was waiting for you. Hospital? I exclaimed. You didn't tell me she was in a hospital. 
You just told me she was sick. Oh gosh, that was unpredictable behavior of mine. Her brother got angry at me and disconnected the call. I kept wondering, when did he say Macy was in the hospital? And then, my home doorbell rang. I went to the door and opened it. My parents were there. As soon as they entered, my mom asked me, What's for dinner? I shockingly asked her, Come again? My mom said I told her this morning about arranging dinner for tonight. I told her, Mom, I don't remember you telling me all of this. She said, Yes, she told me to arrange dinner before we come. I quietly rushed to my room, took my phone, and ordered ravioli and pasta for all of us. Then I sat on my bed worried and was thinking about what was happening since this morning. Why don't I remember anything? Then my mom came to my room and asked me why I was looking so tense. I told her everything that was happening since this morning. I also said that I should go to the doctor for a checkup, but my mom was against my decision. She exclaimed that I was fine. No need to visit a doctor. The next day in the school library, my crush Jackson came and asked me, let's meet today and go on a date. That moment, I was feeling so wonderful, as if I was flying in the sky. She asked me to meet her at 6 p.m. outside the school gate, and she went. I continued studying, and around 5 p.m. I got a call from my mom. That was, in fact, a reminder call. I had asked her to call me and remind me that I have to visit Macy at the hospital. I was wrapped up in everything and rushed there. I reached the hospital at around 5.45 p.m. and met Macy. She was so happy to see me. She kept on talking and she was telling me about her sickness and the experiences from the past few days. And after some time, my mobile phone rang. Yes, Jackson was on the call. I received the call and asked her, why was she calling me? Jackson got angry on the phone. She shouted, are you nuts? You were supposed to meet me at 6 p.m. to go out. And then I questioned her back. Is it? Whoa, such a terrible thing had happened. And it was because of me. I didn't know what was happening to me. Why don't I remember anything? Nowadays, I seem to be fine and rarely forget stuff. But at that time, that habit was so frequent. If you have any idea what might be wrong with me, share your answer in the comment section below. Also, if you liked my story, then share it with your family and friends. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel and press the bell icon for more updates.